15 men on a dead man's chest, yo-ho-ho, and a bottle of rum. It's the Going Off Podcast with a rap critic and muse and a very, very special guest, Kill Bill. Kill Bill, how you doing, bro? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on, yo. So, uh... First off, the reason why I brought up that lyric is because I, 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 I've always wanted to ask, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> yeah, 15 men on a dead man's chest. Yo, ho, ho, in a bottle of... It's like, dude, why are there 15 men on a dead man? Are they Is are they it alive? like a chest... Is it like a chest of of treasure, or is it like a literal dead man's chest? <laughs> like, they're just... How do you fit 15 people on one dead guy's chest? Dog pirates didn't have nothing to do, man. They just sat around on the boat. They're just like, "Oh, here's here's Terry. He's dead. Let's all pile on him. <laughs> See if we can hear his heartbeat as it fades." <laughs> if I had to guess, I imagine "dead man's chest" is probably some poetic way of meaning like the ship. Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, that's probably it. But I feel like I've heard that. It's funnier it's useless to think of, knowledge. It's just weird to think of. I think it's funnier just to think of just let's all pile on dead guy Terry. Like that's funny. <laughs> to me. So I'm gonna. I'm just. That's gonna be in my mind. But you know, y'all how many think what people y'all want. can we fit on top of Terry? You you gotta squeeze in close. <laughs> <laughs> so Poor if Terry. I stand on one foot on each finger, we could we could fit five here. The scurvy got to him before the rest of. Wait, did scurvy kill people? Yes. Or not. Oh, I'm sure so. it did. I know it made you lose your teeth, but I mean, like, I mean, pirates, like, they lost their teeth. It made you susceptible to other things. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I just feel like, you know, somebody's going to catch the scurvy in the year 2017. I, I already see it coming, dude. Somebody's going to get it. <laughs> dude. Okay. Check this out. I just looked this up on Long's John Silver Trust dot co dot UK. It's it's about a. This is a website dedicated to, uh, uh, what's his name? Blackbeard. Oh. It's all things pirates. (laughs) And it says, it says, uh, in the early 1700s, the pirate Edward Teach, known as Blackbeard, punished a mutinous crew by marooning them on dead man's chest, an island 250 yards, uh, 250 yards square surrounded by high cliffs and without water or landing places. Each was given a cutlass and a bottle of rum. And Teach's hope was that they would kill each other. But when he returned at the end of 30 days, he found that all 15 had survived. That's where the song came from, dude. That's tight. And they're all they're all excited because, you know, they're like, yo, ho, ho. The boys are alive. Yeah. You yeah. Know? That's fucking inspiring. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. <laughs> well, shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's no food on the island, uh, they say, which is occupied by pelicans, lizards, non-poisonous snakes and mosquitoes it's never been developed for tourism because of its inaccessibility (laughs) we gotta do it boys we gotta start up you know we gotta figure out how to make that accessible and rake in on that cash cow yeah i think we found our new haven just gotta get rid of all the mosquitoes that'll uh that'll ruin a tourist trap for you (laughs) yeah i like that it has non-poisonous snakes that's considerate that (laughs) is nice yeah (laughs) It's like, I might be able to eat this snake if I catch it, actually. Really, when you think about it, it's kind of like just easy mode survivalist. You know, like, you you got non-threatening animals and a bunch of rum and swords. And you're good. They did have swords, so they could could have helped. They could have caught those uh, animals, you know, if they worked together. Dude, it could have been just a vacation. How do we know it was even like, a, oh, fuck you, you're on the island now. Like, you know, they could have just been like, oh, people could have been begging to go. You're like, fuck the ship. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, the beach. whole point was for them to die, right? It's got yeah. no landing spots. It, got, it has cliffs. It's surrounded by water. But you still gave them cutlasses. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't you imagine just... they would just like fall to their death or drown or whatever? Why would you give them any chance of survival? Like, you might as well have just killed them. <laughs> this, yeah. this, this is like some movie villain shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Some Bond it's basically villain. like, I feel like Blackbeard, Blackbeard was just like the James Bond villain. Like yeah. of, of yesteryear, but like he, he's equally ineffective in his traps, like as elaborate as they are. <laughs> Uh, Blackbeard, uh, before you send us to your island, would you mind explaining in grave detail your horrible, evil plan so we may be able to thwart it down the line? 
Well, funny you should ask. I was just about to. You see, these cutlasses. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> I just imagine he walked around and was like, yeah, a lot. Like, just under his breath, like, subtle yars all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was a tick? <laughs> yeah, like, he has a tick. He started the trend. <laughs> yeah, people thought he was doing it to sound cool. It was really, like, an actual problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, oh, shit, that's so fucking manly. And then he's, like, real, like, self-conscious about it. Like, he, like, <laughs> practices in the mirror trying not to yar. <laughs> Yeah. I think if we put high enough ropes or barricades, we might be able to make this a tourist trap. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do the it. The only thing you got to worry about is the falling aspect. And the mosquitoes. Just put a sign up, dude. The sign is <laughs> we'll put don't a sign. fall. It's all good. Don't. Also, giant mosquitoes. Friendly snakes. <laughs> I told you not to fall. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you see this small sign? <laughs> you gotta sign a waiver first and you're good I'm, I'm down to do a partnership right now the people I'm speaking on the behalf of Exordium of, of, of the record label we're gonna work with you guys we're gonna set up what is it Dead Man's Chest yeah and we'll have animatronic uh, <laughs> pirates dude we know bowling. we know no one lives there I mean <laughs> I'm surprised there are no like porn parody versions of that song like like 15 hoes on a guy's oh. dick. Yo, dude, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised cow. if it doesn't exist though because like I I was on a website like a few years ago that's like it has the list of like all the creative porn um like like parody names uh, and just like everything's been done. My favorite was uh in Diana Jones. That was it, my favorite one. God damn it. Oh. <laughs> I was just like, hats off to you guys. <laughs> and the Temple of Poon. <laughs> oh, there's gotta be there's gotta be a market for that though. Like people that literally just buy porn based off of this hilarious title. But see, like, I don't even think they don't do those anymore, don't they? They just go like, This is not the Simpsons, a triple X parody. It's just like, yeah, we know it's a triple X parody. Like <laughs> you <Yeah>. know. <laughs> I I I saw um uh Pokemon Go one was floating around when that was real really? popular. And I was like, yeah. that's that's something. And the girl was dressed like Pikachu. Uh, oh, oh the... that really weird fucking one. There was Wait, a... wait, I think the dude I think the dude was dressed like Pikachu. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, and that's like, weird. She was like, you know, and I'm watching this to study it, you know? Social oh, experiment. For, for <laughs> cultural uh, preservation. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Social experiment. It's just a prank. Yeah, it's just a prank, bro. <laughs> <laughs> to fuck those guys. <laughs> yeah, fuck those guys the long way, dude. <laughs> yeah, I remember we talked about the SpongeBob SquarePants parody on the show a while ago. Wait, there's a SpongeBob. Is, wait, a porn parody? Yes. Yeah. And it's like Sponge Knob Square Cock or some stupid. Like, it's just the worst version of Don't the porn Don't touch parody. my fucking childhood like that, dude. <laughs> fucking, they got fucking, it's like, that's like some fucking, uh. uh dude, they left dick prints all over your childhood with this fucking parody. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it, they it left like... dick prints all over your childhood for this one, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking horrible. Like, it's like the guy in the suit. It's like this huge, overgrown suit. Like, it's not to scale. Yeah. Oh, and shit. It's, it's on this site called Wood Rocket. Like, they're the people who are responsible for, like, all these shitty ass porn parodies. And it's like, when you actually watch the actual sex happen, it's like, it, it basically looks like he's sticking his dick through a wall. <laughs> a really low wall. I hope they paid him good money to do that. <laughs> no, no. Dude, that shit, you can't pay someone for that. That has to be a passion product project. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's why he was in the giant costume, so you couldn't see who it was, because he had something serious going on on the side. You know how, like, like you know how, like, anime, like, the cosplayers will, like, spend, like, a lot of time and effort on their costumes? Like, what if he does that with his SpongeBob porn costume? Like, <laughs> like he put in hours. <laughs> if you follow him on Instagram, you could watch like progress update pictures. Yeah. Hey, here's the arm. I got the animatronics coming soon. This is the paint I used on my penis. 
to get the full <laughs> yellow porous effect. I got the porous. swatch here if you want to use the same color. Yeah, my girl, my girl watches those makeup tutorials all the time. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about on on uh on, yeah, on yeah, YouTube. Yeah. But sure. they do that, but it's it's for the application to achieve a truly porous penis. Oh, okay. A truly you know. porous penis. Y'all can quote that one. <laughs> a See, truly porous penis. Kill Bill That's the, the weird thing about that parody was it was a giant, almost to the ceiling, suit. <laughs> you really couldn't see the dude all that much. The costume itself was just like a weird... It was almost like... <laughs> if you took the monolith from 2001 A Space Odyssey, <laughs> you spray painted it like a pukey yellowy orange. I have, to but watch it also kind of looks like a or it kind of looks like a sponge. No, it has but like the, those like packing peanuts. Like <laughs> yeah, it was made of like packing peanuts and shit. But but the dude's dick was just the dude's dick. Like it just stuck it through. No, uh, the funny thing is, he's in that suit for the whole thing. But when the sex actually happens, like the camera is like panned down, like just to his dick, so you can't see like the rest of him. And so it's just like like you can tell like they just took apart the suit. Just like this shit is fucking hot. <laughs> he can't move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's immobile, dude. He's in the immobile suit Gundam, but it's a <laughs> So, uh, enough about porn, enough about porn. Um, this is a family we show. We could use this as a small segue, because we mentioned Spongebob, to that, uh, that fucked up Gorillas video we just watched. <laughs> so fucked gorillas. up, that shit was beautiful, what are you talking about? <laughs> art! <laughs> Dude, it's a type of art. No, literally, me and my friends joke joke around uh, about because we went to uh, arts college, so uh, mm. of course we had jokes about you know art, and it was just like whenever we were watching something that was really pretentious and like we knew it was bullshit, we would just look at each other and just go like and just scream art. <laughs> it's art. <laughs> Yeah, dude. This is high art. I think, I think, uh, actually, to be completely honest with you, like, I actually did like the video. Like, I, I mean, it was, video. it was really weird, but I enjoyed it. And then the very end, like, made me like it more, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Like, because yeah. it's like, it, it showed that it wasn't really taking it that seriously. You know what I'm it's saying? The, like, it's, it's the type of video, like, it, it honestly felt like it was just like, you know, this is about the end of the world. Oh, it's so serious. And they just do the little psych out. You know, they're like, ah, gotcha, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> you that's, know what that's my, that's my, the SpongeBob scream is my genuine reaction at like how the world is going right now. You feel me? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's the listener. That's, you know, it's a mirror into the listener's soul. That's why it's art. You know what I'm that, saying? That, yeah, that last part was the react video for <laughs> looking at the world. <laughs> yeah, man. Dude. SpongeBob reacts to the world. <laughs> I, I know there was like that meme where it was like Mr. Krabs and like the swirly room. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the context because I'm gonna be alone here. I never really watched SpongeBob too oh. much, so I didn't know what that was so from. The context is like he's at he's working took over for like this new burger stand that SpongeBob made, but all the customers are coming back. And he thinks he's going to make money off of them, but they're all coming back to complain and get their money back. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, it's more like, it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Just a, just a general, like, oh, shit, disoriented, like, <laughs> like having my, a bad yeah. time. What I saw was, uh, was like, when you get your money from the cash register and they say next and you haven't put your money away yet. <laughs> <laughs> I saw oh, one. I saw one where it was just like um, uh, when you let your girl hold your phone like to change the song on the thing and your side hoe texts you. So you got to crash the car and then it had a picture and it had like it had photoshopped. It had young thug doing the like skirt thing, but it was like in that. <laughs> had to fucking crash the car. In reality, it's just like a warm wash over you where, yeah. where your head kind of burns a little bit yes. and you don't want anyone to look at you but yeah otherwise that's how it's I just... imagine that's how I, when I get that feeling you just described <laughs> that Mr. Krabs meme is how I imagine I look in real life like that's it <laughs> like you literally it looks like there's a swirl effect around you yeah just dude. you yeah exactly the rest of the world is fine but me you know, swirling 
Yeah, that, that meme will never get old to me. Like, I, like usually memes die really quickly for yeah. me because yeah. I see them just all the time. But like uh, that one, I will always laugh at that in whatever context it's in. I, I never saw the car crash one. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna send it to you. I'm gonna Google it. Dude, seriously? People are honestly taking this really seriously. Like, I just saw a video a couple days ago um, where a guy was going, talk, uh, made a video about, like, uh, what, what is it? That, uh, what the fuck is that meme? The, the, the mannequin challenge. And oh, yeah. it was like oh, a yeah. dose of Buckley video, and he was talking about, like, oh, uh, people have are, are appropriating memes for advertisements, like, like sponsored memes or whatever, right? And uh, mm. there were people in the comment section that were like, oh, my God, like these sellout memes and people are like, you know, uh, <laughs> the companies are taking over memes. And it's like, yeah, we only we only go for artistically uh, memes with yeah. artistic integrity. <laughs> like, are you fucking serious right now? The internet is just wild, dude, because like at the end of the day, it's just memes. And it's like people act like like memes have like a fuck like there's like like a creative marketing team behind memes or something. And it's just a bunch of fucking boring people on the internet <laughs> i was just telling darren last week um the back of my box of pop tarts has the girl cartoon character on the back in that like that like interchanging triangle background that they put on most of the memes it's very basic oh. and she just goes toasting ain't nobody got time for that oh my god dude that's on the That's, back of the box. That is okay. I do kind of feel that though, because then, like, whenever I've noticed, it's whenever, like, like, I'm just gonna say it. Whenever, like, mainstream white America gets a hold of the meme, you see what <laughs> I'm saying? Like, that's when it dies to me. Like, when you see it on a shirt in Walmart or something. Dude, you see it's what I'm straight. Like, oh, yeah. It's it's basically hip hop at this point. It's just like as soon as mainstream America, or like milk toast, vanilla white people, whatever, <laughs> get it. It's just like ah, it's not funny anymore. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's the same people who, when they start using it, it's the same people who are just like, this water sure is spicy. It's like that type of like mainstream white person you see what I'm saying oh. this water is lit <laughs> I was like ah call everybody we can't use it anymore <laughs> I am finna too lit <laughs> like, <laughs> finna too lit dude I seriously heard a McDonald's ad where it was on a hip hop station so they tried to urbanify it to a degree and it's so cringy where the guy's just like Hey man, you got enough money for this for this meal or whatever? And he's like, I got you, fam. It's like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it's that next level. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me do it. It's just like, it's like, oh yeah, you got the money for this? I got you, fam. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if they did that shit, but they know no one's gonna fucking get that. Yeah, man. Just blow That's your me. fucking speakers out with a McDonald's ad. That's me, like my mom always said like when i was growing up because like i would always like make fun of commercials and shit she was like oh you should do advertising and like if she only knew the terrible shit that i would the ads i would make up that would never actually like go yeah, they, over they wouldn't air yeah dude Th they i mean it be would approved. be better it would be better than half of the fucking you know ads out I, in my opinion you know oh yeah but yeah most a, a lot of ads are so like tone deaf like in ways that you think it would be really easy to understand like yeah. you know what i mean like i know you've seen an ad where it's just like what you just failed on a very basic level yeah <laughs> you know what yo you know what my least favorite ad is like ever Mm. Um, y'all know those like anti-smoking like the truth ads? Oh, we were oh, just talking about those. Okay, yeah. okay. See, here's my thing. They need to go back to showing like half dead people. Okay, because yeah. like that's <laughs> that'll work. That makes me be like, you know, if I'm about to fucking smoke a black and mild or or, or, or some shit, like that'll make me go like, hmm. Perhaps I don't want to die today. You see what I'm saying? But on the other hand, it's just kind of like they'll be playing like like trap beats from like 2012, yeah. and like it'll be like. You mad, bro? Don't smoke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the one like that, that got shit. me from the truth ones where it was like, you know, smoking could potentially kill your household pets. And it was just like, that means no more cat videos. It's like, oh, oh my God. God I'd damn see, it, like, stop. If they would have stopped there, but see, that makes me want to fucking just like hit a hookah until I die. So I never have to watch <laughs> that shit again, dude. When they fucking tried to get trendy. Yeah, th that was bad. It started out 
decent, l l like you said, kind of like shock you to where it was like, oh my god, I don't want to end up like that, to then it kind of got oddly abstract, where it was like they put a crying baby doll in the middle of the street and waited for someone to come by and pick it up, and then you pick it up and it's like, oh, there's like a note on the baby's stomach that says something like, Smoking has horrible effects on infants <laughs> and unborn babies. It's like, oh, that makes oh, me yeah. think. Yeah. But now it's just like, there was seriously one where it just had a cartoon unicorn throwing up a rainbow, and it was just like, who yeah, the fuck are you trying that. to appeal to? Wait, I don't remember. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all might know what I'm talking about. I don't remember if this was an anti-weed ad or anti-drug ad or if it was an anti-smoking ad, but y'all remember it was like this like cartoon doodle and the guy comes home and his dog's chilling there and then his dog's just like, don't smoke weed. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And like, <laughs> that's like the best one because it's funny to me because it's just like, hey, it's like, man. arf, arf, er. Bark, bark, don't smoke. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't like you anymore. You've changed. It's like, what? Why is my fucking dog yeah. talking to me, bro? This shit no, feels like it's just kicking in. I don't need to be smoking this shit no more. <laughs> that really is the scariest possible thing to come from that. It's like, yeah, whatever. You know, I might die eventually. Oh my god, my dog isn't gonna love me? Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. I would <laughs> I be much more that. upset. Is it weird that I'd be much more upset if, like, I killed my dog? What by smoking <laughs> than killing myself is that like odd? To oh yeah, because he didn't he didn't sign up for that. Yeah, dude, I love. He doesn't my know dogs, why the too. he doesn't know how you're killing him. Oh yo yeah, yo exactly. okay. I just found it. I just found it. So uh, I, I uh, the the thing I was talking about in the dose of Buckley video. Someone just said, uh, I just wanted to say we should try to keep the memes as original as can be. Let's make sure that that uh, we're the ones making memes and not some business. <laughs> I was like, yeah, and I was just yeah. responded, apparently memes have quantifiable artistic integrity. <laughs> yep, that's it, dude. <laughs> I want my memes produced by the bottom 99% and not the one-tenth of the top one-tenth of this yeah. country. There's going to be a time. <laughs> We're literally gonna reach a time where, like, you know, people kind of look down on classical music now because they're like, "Oh, that's snob music." Like, there's gonna be mm. a time where people like don't like certain memes. It's like, "Oh, that's snobbery memes." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, the elitism memes. <laughs> Wait, hold on. This I'm about to make an incredibly bad joke, so just be ready for that. Okay. Oh, good. So, um, so one of these days, memes are gonna like solely be like uses advertising because you know the internet is going to become like a thing right so oh, everyone's going to use memes every company in the whole world is going to use memes and people are going to move away from them but then people will forget that like the common man can make memes right and then <laughs> finally it'll say like someone will do it someone will do it a common man will do it and it'll be like the memes of production have fallen into the hands of the proletariat <laughs> god damn it <laughs> So there's my <laughs> awful joke of the day, guys. See Get you up. later. <laughs> there were instances of merchandise on Hillary Clinton's website during the general election that had fucking memes on them. It, it was a beer koozie, right? Mm. And it said, more like chillery, am I right? Uh. <laughs> what? What, yeah, I don't understand that, right? Because like, what is that gonna make you like go vote, <laughs> dude? Maybe she would have she would have won if she didn't try to meme so hard. Because the kids yeah. the kids hated they her. Saw right because, through that. dude, every all the kids love Bernie because he's like this cool old dude who's trying to like change everything, right? And then like yeah. like when Hillary comes through, she's just like she's literally that that meme with Steve Buscemi or Buscemi or what I don't know how to say his name. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Him, like how how do you do, fellow kids? You know, <laughs> yeah. she is that like the embodiment of that. No. On one hand, you got fucking Bernie sitting down in a fucking barber shop with fucking Killer Mike talking yeah. about real shit. And then yeah. months later, it's Pokemon go to the polls. It's like, boo. <laughs> yeah, know. dude. No. Like, Bernie, see, you can't do that shit because Bernie, like, in his, oh, I mean, he's still cool or whatever, but, like, in his sure. day, like, he was a cool ass dude. Uh. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was, like, I, I would have loved to, like, sat down and smoked a blunt with Bernie Sanders. You know what I'm saying? Like, in my, <laughs> and you up. know, like, he would smoke a blunt with me. He probably would do it now. Like, he would smoke a blunt with somebody. You know what I'm saying? The, okay. But, and like, he'd be talking truth the whole damn time, too. Dude, can I tell yeah, you something? Dude. Do you know what meme that I think was completely fake? Like, was completely, like, 
bought and sponsored by a company. Oh, a a, a planted meme? Yes. <laughs> mm, a the sleeper fucking, cell meme. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> no, the fucking despicable me memes. Oh, yeah. Did you see they, You'd see them on Facebook all the time. Minions. They were never funny. It was never like a joke. It was just like, oh, I have hard eyes for you. And it's just like, um, like the fucking minion with heart eyes. Like, there's never a joke. It's just like cutesy thing. I have a great reason why I hate that meme besides the fact that it's awful, right? Mm, Like, okay, so I come from like small town South Carolina. Like, that's where I was born and like and raised. And so I have like, I don't really use my personal Facebook anymore because it like, it sucks to just bad time. But like, like when I did or when I do, like I have like people who are like relatives and stuff who are like older, like white ladies who are just like, mm-hmm. they don't know how memes work. Right. Mm-hmm. And they'll like use the minion, but then like say something like political or fucked up on there. Right. <laughs> like it'll be like a minion and it's like looking all cute and be like, get Muslims out of here, brother. Or something like real fucked yeah. up. You know what I'm saying? Well, okay. And I'm just like. Oh, all right. That's not the, don't do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Dude, I haven't seen any of this Despicable Me or or a Minion movies, but they're very they're very well may be a xenophobic minion that is in the movies that we just didn't know about, dude. So, uh, I, yeah. I just sent you guys the link for the Google search for Despicable oh, no. Meme, and this is awful because I'm a genius. Uh, and so, like, it, it just gives you a quick example of the fucking memes and how, like, unfunny they are. Hold just on, like, this is the best one. This is the best one, <clears throat> and it's not even an actual meme. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I love, like, bootleg, like, I love bootleg items and stuff. I don't know if y'all have ever seen the one where it has, like, a picture of Sonic the Hedgehog, and then it just says Harry Potter Obama on it. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, it's like made in China, and they just took things that like people <laughs> like in America and just put it on there. Nice, but like, just take a look at at the shit. And this is exactly the shit I'm talking about. The Facebook unfunny fucking post. Me when I think about school, and you just see like the uh, minion, just like uh, like. But it's yeah. not a funny expression. It's not silly or over the top. The the top minion says. Age is just a number, and the bottom one says, yeah, and jail is just a room. But what gets me is that it says minion quotes. Like a minion ever said that. Are you sure? I mean, I'm pretty sure that was in the the second or the third one. You know, somewhere in there they worked that in. (laughs) I just saw one that says, uh, it has like Ben Affleck's picture, and he just says, I am the new Batman. And then underneath (laughs) it, it has a minion, and it just says, but man. This is comedy, dude. This is it. <laughs> dude, we have fucking... This is the future. What if we're just old? Like, what if we just, like... like, like oh, oh you, just, it? you just don't get it, Kill Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's, like... Like, I don't know. If I was, like, eight years old and someone said, but, man, I think that shit would be mad funny. See, the thing is, I think, because as, as YouTube... <clears throat> content creators thank you very much (laughs) it it was scary there for a while when we saw like vine stars making it big and it was like man people are just like making six second things and they're making it big and they're like as popular as like some of the biggest youtubers this is like the i don't know what this is i guess this is just the equivalent of like comedy writing i guess just like basic comedy writing just in a picture form where it's like, why would I take the time to cr- like carefully craft a joke when I could just put nonsense over a minion face? You'll be known as that guy who who steals or not steals, who 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 basically just says dumbass shit over minion stuff, and then you'll be remembered for that for the rest mm. of your life or forgotten. That is for a that. legacy. And I mean, that's a legacy that I want to die with, you know? I know like, Obama I was talking about, like, what his legacy was going to be. Like, oh, is it going to be Obamacare? Is it going to be, you know, marriage equality? If Obama spent his eight years in office creating minion memes, I think that would have been enough. I think that would have sufficed. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Just be like, yeah, dude, he, he didn't do a lot. He did, he did a lot of memes, but we liked his memes. 
And that's that, that what that's my presidency. That's what I want to do when I eventually become president because it's going to happen, you know? And then everyone is going to look at Trump and be like, man, he can't make a meme. And that's like the only thing they're concerned about is <laughs> the quality of Trump's I think, memes. I think Trump, that's why he got elected is because he makes memes. Or he is a meme. He is the meme. And that's the way to do it. You just become the meme and you embrace it. But I got to say, man, this is this whole thing. Because, like, I don't know, if you really analyze this shit, especially these memes right here, like the exercise, I thought you said extra fries, they mm. didn't do that shit in, like, meme generator. Like, someone photoshopped that. Someone yeah. opened that image and edited it to make that joke. And, like... I'm arguing, though. I'm arguing that they didn't do that. I'm arguing that someone was paid by Despicable oh. Me to do viral marketing for the Minions movie. I don't know about that. Like, come on. Like, like you Maybe said, if someone was paid to make these, they, they would be better. No, no, no. But what I mean is, like, like you, I mean, come on. Someone was paid to make half the advertisements we see, and three-fourths of them are shit. He's got a point, though. Because, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Maybe, wait it. What? Hold on, hold on, hold on. What if the marketing team at Minions, who did that? Like, DreamWorks or somebody? Yeah, like, DreamWorks. Probably. Like, what if they're actually, like, the smartest marketing team of all time right because <laughs> what if they make these memes and then like there's a dude there there's like a quality content guy and he's just like this is too good for a minion meme you've got to dumb it down some <laughs> or like you got to compress it a little bit more so there's like you can see like the bubbles a little bit around the text a little there there you go like make it look <laughs> shittier like it ran was ran through instagram 10 times okay there you go i've got a theory that rolled doll wrote Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory book for the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory movie to be made for the condescending Wonka meme. Yes. <laughs> All the way back. That was their that was the end game. So we way want back with a time the condescending machine. Wonka meme. No, 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 yeah, not even an end game. Like he they they time traveled, dude. He's a time traveler. He came back in time. He was like, guys, we got this thing called memes. I don't have much time to explain, but we're gonna write this. And we're gonna there's a dude named Gene Wilder. He's great. We're gonna get him. He'll make a great face. I could picture it over something condescending and political. If we're gonna talk about uh, marketing departments fucking doing a terrible job and what they're supposed to be fucking doing. So there was the book, uh, uh, Charlie, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and then in '64. Yeah, and then they made the movie. But in conjunction with the movie, they were supposed to be putting out uh, chocolate, like actual chocolate. Oh yeah, that's right. We talked about this. Yeah, and but the problem is something happened with the ingredients that messed it up. So the chocolate ended up being complete shit. <laughs> So they couldn't sell the chocolate for the fucking movie. And even to this goddamn day, if you go to the like the Wonka candy sites, like there's virtually no chocolate. Like, isn't that incredible? Not anymore, no. Yeah, like the one place the movie was called The Chocolate Factory. And yet like 99.9% of the stuff that they sell is like fruit flavored candy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a that's a thing. The 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 chocolate factory, even the thing that they were making there, the gobstopper, like that didn't look like it had no chocolate in it. I mean, it looked kind of gross too, but I would try it. Yeah, it's just been called the candy factory. Isn't that a lot better for like the main? Yeah, the I, I everlasting mean, you know. gobstopper looked like a shrunk down. Do you remember those toys? They would always yeah, put yeah. in the front displays the KB toys that they would just yeah. rumble and they would hit the wall and they'd keep rumbling. Yeah. yeah, they'd be, they'd be in the same thing as the like the weasel on the ball, and it would oh, just yeah, like yeah, roll yeah. over itself. Yeah, those uh, mindless toys. That's what it looked like. How are you gonna get a full course meal flavor in an everlasting gobstopper? That's fucking bullshit. And like you said, it has nothing to do with chocolate. It ne- well, it never <laughs> ran out either. It was yeah. like, that was the thing. It was endless. An end, you could chew it forever, which means you could just buy one. So in theory, dude, they could have sold that shit for like a hundred dollars because then you you don't need yeah. another one ever. Why would you need the rest of the factory? Why don't just make those? See, because you know you're going to be a dumbass and accidentally, like, it's going to accidentally fall out of your mouth onto the floor and shit. Mm. You know what I mean? You're going to have to buy another one. And and I don't even think, was there any control over, like, what you could actually taste? It seems like it just kind of changed randomly. You know what it does? I think after a while, like, you get a whole bunch of different flavors, but then after a while, it just, like, goes down to one flavor, just, like, mashed potatoes or some shit, and you have to get yeah. another one, you know? It's always <laughs> oh, some it. shit like that, dog. Like, it would be, it would be some, it, it would be, and it was still, in a, it was still a prototype, too. 
I like how we're right. really critically like breaking down the like analytically <laughs> breaking down the gobstopper. Well, from- yeah, because I was just thinking, right? It's everlasting, right? But when yeah. but when Violet tries the everlasting gobstopper, it's supposed to be like a Thanksgiving dinner. So oh, yeah. it, it's like, oh, mashed potatoes and gravy. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, here's the turkey. Great. Oh, and here's the dessert. And then it's the blueberry pie. Yeah. But does it go back around? Or is it now blueberry pie for as long as you continue to eat it? Like, does it change again, or is that it? Exactly. I think uh, that would be a great way to, like, get people to buy more, because it's like, after a while, it's like, oh, it's only, like, you know what I mean? It revolves flavors. Now it's blueberry. Yeah, until it just gets to just one, and you have to get another one, you know? Violet could sue them, too, because I'm pretty sure they never fixed her, either. Like, they that was the one that turned to a blueberry. (laughs) Yeah. And then, like, 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 I like how it was like this. Like, they were just like, oh, I told you not to do that. And then he's just like, my daughter, my daughter. And, like, everyone wants to act like the dad's, like, freaking out, like, too much. But I'm just, like, sitting there, like... (laughs) Like, she's deformed now for the rest of her life. She's going to look like a giant blueberry. Like, they got to roll her out of there. She can't walk, dude. And, like, Whoa. fucking sociopath Wonka over there is just, like, chilling in the back. Just like, <laughs> well, you know the funny thing to me, The funny thing to me is, is, like, aren't all of these people rich? They can totally sue the shit out of him. Like, <laughs> yeah. They can get the, the, the gobstopper and sell it themselves, you know? Like, it's it's not like these people were, like, no, these people weren't like regular people like Charlie was. No, these were all like millionaires. They've got money. <laughs> yeah. You know at least, what I mean? and, and Violet, especially Violet's dad, because he was the one who was just like, I'm going to buy the whole motherfucking chocolate factory so we can <laughs> take a tour of the chocolate factory. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, Violet and Veruca's dads were pretty well off. Veruca especially. I, I think Augustus... He wasn't too well off, though, but then it was just Germany, so it was different. Yeah, but yeah, But what I was thinking about was, so the first person down in the original movie is Augustus. He falls into the chocolate river. Everyone's freaking out, right? And oh. they're like, oh, no, he's fine. He, he got sucked, in, sucked up into the chute. And they're like, okay. And then it's like, oh... Veruca fell into the garbage disposal. She, she might be, like, she might be crushed in, into garbage. Everyone already is just standing around like, oh, well, she she, she asked for it. She, she, she jumped on the thing. They got desensitized so fast. Right. <laughs> Bitch had it coming. <laughs> By the time Mike TV got shrunk down to fit into his mom's purse, nobody fucking batted an eye. You, you know, when you think about it, she did stand up on the thing. Like, no one told her to stand there. <laughs> it was a weird place to go. Like, Augustus Gloop, he went to the chocolate. Hey, he didn't know that there was a suction thing underneath. Oh. Everyone knew that that fucking seat uh, uh, opened up, and if you were a bad They were egg, shown that, yeah. Yeah, and she wasn't tricked into doing that. He didn't do anything. This is a different time, dude. People just, people just all of that phrase. It was a different time. Like and you just use it, like with like some like real, real crazy. It was like, yeah, you know, she got turned to a blueberry. Oh yeah, it was a different time, man. And just like that's like the dismissive. Like, oh, when you it was put a it time before chocolate factory regulations. Before we go, though, um, we need to mention that you've got a new album on Bandcamp. Oh, yeah. That I do. Yeah, I have a new... Uh, it's a it's drop season. Uh, we just dropped it last week, about six days ago, something like that. And basically what it, what, what it was was um, throughout, like, I've been working on this, like, actual, like, full album to release this year, but I've been doing this thing where I've been dropping a song a week on SoundCloud, and I just compiled all of those and then, like, five or six tracks as well and like made like a kind of like a tape you know just for band camp because you know not everybody uses soundcloud but yeah everyone seems to like it it was like number one in underground hip-hop for a while on on band camp yeah dude it came out really good i really dug it i'm still still mad at you though why did you not do the effect man wait what effect dude where it's like every time you have a rap verse the beat slows down Oh yeah, no, no, no. That's a um, yeah, that's a Jinzo thing. That's like my side project. You know, I sometimes know. I'll slow down. Ah. Yeah, I'm gonna work that in though next time. You know, damn, dude. I'm surprised you remembered that, dude. I like, forgot what you were talking about for a second, <laughs> dude. Because that's that's like the coolest thing I've ever heard. Someone just randomly come and just like like listening to the beat and it's all hype, and then 
when he comes up like holy shit i have never heard anyone do that before that was an accident too because um we were uh rav sent me the song and was just like yeah dude like i really think it'd be tight if you did some shit like as genzo on it and like you know kind of wrapped in a different persona and all this stuff i was like okay cool and i always screwed my voice down but like i had the project file open and i used fruity loops and like i clicked like the a key by accident and it triggered Uh it like to play like slower and i was like holy shit that beat sounds so good slowed down and so i was like (laughs) let's do it and then he was just like well you want to just like slow it down i was like nah fuck it like let's just abrupt tempo change just put it on there and he was like he was like dude that might just work and i think it kind of did you know what i'm saying it totally fucking did for uh for for those who aren't aware of, of what we're referring to um for for one, we're referring to a, a track on um on the Rav album that we reviewed on the podcast back oh my god, December of 2015. Mm-hmm. But um, Kill Bill showed up to our uh to our Magfest panel at the 2016 uh, uh Magfest. Thank you for doing that, by the way. Um, I was really surprised anyone showed up since we were on the schedule at the exact same time as the Ninja Sex Party concert. Oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't even but, like. Uh, I didn't even know Ninja Sex Party was was playing, but I would have came out anyway. Like, I, and I fuck with Aaron too. But yeah, no, yeah. like, yeah, um, fucking. Yeah, I was yeah, actually going to ask you about that because I was taken aback by old Brat Watson being on your fucking tape. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, when did uh, that yo, show up? How did yo, that come Matt's, about? Matt's the homie, dude. Um, basically, Matt Watson from Super Mega. Um, we, we were. He's actually from the city that I was living in when we dropped, uh, when we dropped Ramona and like, like the physical albums weren't even out yet. And I guess like word got out and I don't even know how, cause like I was like a, like a, like secret identity. Like I didn't tell anybody I rapped when I was living in Columbia like that. And like word got out somehow and he heard it and he was like, Oh shit, this dude's from, you know, from Columbia. And then he is like one of his favorite albums or he told me that was one of his favorite albums and then he went over to uh now he's living in LA he's like always hanging out with fucking the game grumps and steam train people and all that and he's doing the um super mega shit but yeah he hit me up like on on twitter it was either he hit rav up or he hit me up first i can't remember but i remember like looking i was like holy shit like i know who that guy is <laughs> it was wild you should have done a track with uh uh, ill will that'd be oh my god yeah dude I could, we could just have like it's like a just uh, the artist names would all just be a like continuous multi you know like we <laughs> yeah. can make that a thing you know so shout Kill out Bill to ill bill come will. through man and then you can do a cover of that new song that's out chill bill while on chill pills and we'll oh, also be still trill <laughs> You know, there's no other way to be. Yeah. There is and no take, other way. Take to be. pickle supplements. You have some dill pills. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Yo, why does this always happen? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Every time I do anything like a podcast or interview or something, it always ends in some kind of weird puns. It's like the best shit ever. <laughs> Just cut you it. Bring off it there. out of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, seriously, thanks for having me on, y'all. I really fuck with you guys. Yeah, yeah for sure, that was man. awesome. We're, we'll definitely have to do this again sometime. Y'all come back now, you hear? So this week, we're reviewing Blonde by Frank Ocean, as requested by Amy Nero. And Frank Ocean has been a mainstay and sort of like, not like mainstream, but he's like, he's like the quote unquote underground, but it's like, he's like the cool underground where it's not really underground. He just doesn't really have like hit songs. So, you know, but Frank Ocean's kind of different from his odd future ilk. Mm. Uh, he's R&B, sort of like minimalist free form, I guess. At least that's what I got from this album. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. I, I listened to this and uh, I'm going to tell you the straight up truth. I was bored. Like, this is music you go to sleep to. And maybe that's a compliment for his music, but it's just like nothing excited me in any way. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Taking like your that. boy down a peg. No, like I-, I listened to it the first time. I actually listened to it like right before I went to sleep the night be- the, uh, a couple of days before. And I was like, 
Oh man, this is this is really hard to stay up. <laughs> I was just gonna say, were you intending on sleeping, or did you just lay down and find yourself like, oh well, I guess this is my life now. I put <laughs> no, on Frank not- Ocean. I asked for this. My personal thoughts of what I think of the skit aside, which, like I said, it does kind of feel like, well, I mean, I, I guess like at this point, the whole like, uh, you should only be adding Facebook, uh, adding people on Facebook if it's like someone that you're going to be far away from them. Like, maybe that was his point at the beginning of Facebook, but he could have like explained that to her. You know what I mean? <laughs> Instead of just being like, what? <laughs> Bitches be tripping. Like, <laughs> you could have just been like, oh, well, I don't really add someone unless they're like, you know, I don't really... You know what I mean? Unless, like, they're a friend from college or something like that. But, um, I don't know, whatever. There's a whole bunch of, this happens for no reason, that happens throughout this album. And it really starts to piss me off after a while. Like, (laughs) or, uh, that one song where it's like, um, where it starts off where it's like, it's after the solo reprise. Yeah, they're pretty sweet. Where it's just like you hear like all of this destruction and all these noises happening, this weird like cacophony of sounds, and then that just kind of stops. And I thought it was going somewhere, but it just kind of didn't. It's just like, oh, all right, uh, you had you had no idea where you were going with this. Like, listen to this album. I I don't have like, and maybe that's the point. Like, oh, I'm just lost in my music, and it is like, okay, but um, that's great for you. But, you know, I'm a listening audience who has other music he could be listening to. Could you give me a fucking reason why I need to be listening to this? Well, what I think is the most interesting, or at least one of the interesting points about this album, is that, for one, there's a visual album version that I, I didn't find right away, but I, I want to check that out because if it's, if it's, like, interesting visuals like Lemonade, I think I'll enjoy that. And apparently there's also two versions of the album. Oh yeah, one was released like like on like magazine stores or something like that. Like apparently he has his own magazine, which is interesting. Yeah, it came with uh, a, a Boys Don't Cry magazine. Yeah, which is his periodical. I don't really know how that works, but hey, if you can if you can sell a magazine in the year fucking 2016, good on you. God bless. <laughs> and then yeah, and then there's like a digital iTunes version and uh this pretty sweet song is one of the ones where uh the the lyrics are different. Uh, between the versions, but I mean, I don't know. I I, I heard there's the one on Spotify. Like a, Which version is that? There's like a version with like a Japanese rapper on it or something like that. Yeah, it's like this cool little experimental ideas, but none of them add up to anything. It just feels like it's different for the sake of being different. Like for, but for the difference of this sounding better, this sounding a lot more pleasant. This is kind of indistinguishable from fucking Passion, Pain, and Demon Slaying. I don't know. I feel like if you're going to go for it where it's really personal, go all the way for it. Because when you listen to these songs, it sounds like it's leading to something, but it never fully goes there. And if you look on the sidelines, there's like all of this fucking explanation where it's like, well, he was in a relationship with this guy and this guy has long hair and da 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 All this explanation. And then you're just like, why was none of this in the song? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just feel like he's selling you half a product and you're just supposed to, you're supposed to go to his Facebook pages and, and Instagram and Tumblr to get the rest. You know what I mean? And I guess that's a, I guess that's a smart way to sell an album, but it's just like for someone who just wants to listen to some dope ass music, it's just like, what the fuck is this? And like I said, like you look on the genius sideline and there's this whole story that people are it honestly feels a little invasive like how much people seem to know about his life it's like i would feel uncomfortable with all this shit i mean if, if he if he fucking puts it out there by choice i mean i guess that's on him yeah but it's just like there's all this shit about like well you know he was dating this guy this time and at 16 he was dating this person and at 19 he was dating this person it's like hey maybe you shouldn't know that <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know I would feel uncomfortable but you know it's like and and that's fine for fans like this hey if you're a fan of him and you know everything about him and and honestly it feels like his life is more of a more of the commodity than the fucking music is like it feels like the music is the uh the the uh extra stuff to get you know what i mean like this is the uh the complimentary stuff to to being a part of his life you know and i kind of felt like 
Like, I, I, I get that with, like, Eminem, like, back in the day. Like, his life was sort of complimentary to that, too. But he gave you a lot more explanation, you know? He gave you names. He gave you places. He gave you, you know, uh, scenarios. With, with this, I get maybe one or two splashings of specificity, and then we get drowned in an ocean of abstractness and not being direct. And it's like, like if you're going to be clear with me, be clear. But I don't know. It, it's, it didn't feel like it was... A, nothing felt like it was enough to make me get over a deficiency in any other area of the art, right? So it's like, musically, I felt like it was too empty. So I needed something else to cling on to. So it's the lyrics. But lyrically, he doesn't give me anything that's specific enough to really make me get it. So it's like, okay, well, maybe I'm not really supposed to be getting a story. I'm just supposed to be getting a feeling. But then, like, there's one too many points where I feel like I'm supposed to be knowing something, but I don't. And it's just like, well, where the fuck are you trying to lead me to? You know, it feels very incomplete. Um, the highlights are, of course, well, there's Solo. Solo was really good. And then the Solo reprise. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> we haven't fucking... even mentioned old Solo reprise. A little hidden treasure there. Dude, Andre just fucking goes off on, uh, on these rappers who are like, he's just like, I, I just feel like shit right now. I especially feel like shit because I feel like all these rappers are, you know, uh, getting to, you know, floss and have all this money. And then you find out that they didn't actually do the one thing that's supposed to be their job, which is writing their own lyrics. And, and he's just like, was I trying too hard this whole time? <laughs> I, I know, I know I'll, we've had that discussion of like the, man, I put all this time into writing and editing a video. And then it's like, oh, that's all you got to do to fucking get millions of views? Shit. I, I look at a video and quote unquote, react to it, you know? I just looked at a video, and every now and then I go, <laughs> millions of views. I could have been doing this years ago. I've been reacting my whole life. I never thought to do it on camera. I've been looking at videos my whole life. <laughs> I didn't know anyone actually wanted to see me do that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very relatable thing, and oh my god, it's so fucking like... I, I, uh, I, I can't even really describe that track, because like a lot's going on. Um, you, you know what? You know it's kind of scatterbrained in how it's like and how it's paced, but yeah. it's still kind of easy to follow to an extent. You know what's crazy about that track? I, that track gives us more of what I wanted in a minute and a half than Frank gave me in fifty minutes. You know that was the tightest, most. This is everything I need to say. Let me get it out now. Everything else, in contrast to that, like, it might have been a mistake to put that track on it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Because it's just like, uh, oh yeah, this is an example of someone who knows how to fucking get to the fucking point, <laughs> you know? And meanwhile, I'm over here, oh, I want to say this thing, uh, but I'm not really sure what I want to go with it. Am I rapping right now? I'm not really. I'm going to have sing, and now I'm singing out of key, and uh, I'm going to go back in the key again, and then I'm going to... Pitch alter my voice for no real reason for a five minute track, and I'm gonna go back to doing it. And it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Can you please, hey, meet me somewhere in the middle? <laughs> See, he, here's where I come in and say I enjoyed this album way more than I thought I was going to. <laughs> Look at you. Look at you. Look at me. All right, I'm just, I'm just gonna let you be wrong for a few minutes. Go ahead. No, I mean, that's, that's, that's fine. <laughs> See, I'm kidding. I'm um, kidding. <laughs> I, I never heard uh, uh, Channel Orange. Um, th this is my jump. Th th this is my uh, jumping off point with uh, with Frank Ocean. I heard that one song that was pretty big back in the day. What was it? Swim Good. The Swim Good Novocaine. Uh, there was the other track with Andre 3000 as well. The Pink Matter. I like those songs. Those songs, even if they weren't the tightest, they had something happening they had an energy to them this feels like he's getting complacent and it's just like oh i'll no one cares they just want to hear whatever i'm doing next hmm. all right i'll put this shit out you know what i mean i uh i really liked uh the production and the uh the bloke uh james blake who shows up every so often doing uh organ bits and and different uh music uh instrumentation in the background really beautiful sounding songs um 
as as contrast to uh, passion, pain, and demon slaying, um, when I first saw that this this album was an hour, I was like, oh man, really? But honestly, this album flew the fuck by to me, uh, uh, for me. Like, it was not at all hard for me to listen to this album, like, three times. Which I did not think I was I was even going to do, because normally I only listen to it maybe, like, once or twice. But I, I, I kept coming back to this one. It, uh, it held my attention uh, way more than, uh, than old Kid Cudi uh, was able <laughs> to do. Almost forgot his name there. Um... Thought there were some interesting choices, uh, in, in interesting topics, but that were pretty basic. But um, I thought they were explored well enough in the in the con in the uh, in the context of the song. Like, if you're not gonna go all the way in explaining exactly what the specifics are, then I mean, you know, if if that's for the tumbler the uh, Tumblr post, that's for the Tumblr post. But as for the songs, I thought the songs were really good. Um, thought they were really well written. I liked how he sounded on them. I, I didn't think he sounded that bad. His voice sounded good on a lot of tracks, especially when uh, later on on um, oh, what was I specifically liked him in? I think it was either Nights or uh, White Ferrari. One or two of them, it, like he sounded crisp as fuck. But there will be times like, come on, you, you don't remember that time where it was like he just like randomly. I think it was in the first couple of his tracks where he's like singing and then just like wait are you rapping now and it like it just sounds awkward i never I, I was never taken aback by that the only thing i was taken aback by was at the very beginning in uh nike's where there was like that random pitch shifted voice business and, yeah. I, and I wasn't crazy about that especially yeah, because it, in other songs he was able to display that he has a really really impressive singing voice and I wanted to hear more of that and it's annoying that I could have heard this as it is but I have to hear it in this annoying pitch shifted manner and luckily there wasn't too much of that it was sprinkled throughout but not to the point yeah. where I was like you know rolling my eyes or or annoyed by it no it randomly happened in self control but I actually liked the topic of that one where it's just like, I know you don't really love me, but, you know, keep a place for me. I'll sleep between y'all. It's nothing. Just, I just want to be a part of your life. It's just like, oh, that's so sad. Like, I, I know how you feel, man. Like, there were a lot just... of fucking tearjerker moments yeah. on this album, yeah. All of these songs, I felt like, were at maybe the first or second stages of their completion. Hmm. Like, I, I felt like none of these, none of these were toe tappers, which maybe they're not supposed to be. None of these were memorable. I, I, didn't, I never got the feeling that, that, that any of these were unfinished. I thought for, for what they were, I thought they were cohesive. Um, and as far as a big picture, I thought they did the job. I, I want you to tell me that you thought that this is great. I'm dreaming a thought that could dream about a thought that could think of the dreamer that thought that could think of dreaming and getting a glimmer of God. I've been dreaming of dreaming a thought that could dream about a thought that could think about dreaming a dream. Come on. What the fuck was that? To an extent, I liked that. That was fucking stupid. I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> Come on. If this was on an album you didn't like, that would sound stupid. If, if it wasn't delivered as well as he delivered it, I wouldn't have liked it. But I, I think he has a really good delivery, so he could have been saying just about anything, and I thought it would have sounded good. The thing is, if you're going for an atmosphere, which is what I felt like this album was, mm -hmm. then there needs to be some sort of control, at least lyrically. Because, like I said, you know... Uh, Alright, I'm supposed to be feeling the atmosphere. I'm not supposed to really be thinking about it. But then he says shit like, I'ma stick around. I'ma let my nuts hang. Nigga, you got something like me, don't you? Or maybe not just like me. You know, I'm Africano, Americano. Even if you have Japanese. I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? That was the last one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what yeah. the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, you know, I, like, I think that kind of ruined it a little bit or at least tarnished yeah, uh, the like, rest of you it. You can't. Yeah, you can't be that abstract shit and then randomly come back and be like, I'm not my nose hang. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? Like, if you're going to go for that atmosphere, go all the way with it. Don't fucking try to be hard now. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm looking forward to the chance that I can get where I just sit down and listen to this straight the whole way through. Like, I had the opportunity to do with the Kid Cudi album, which... Mm. 
I hate that it had to be that one because I really wish I would have been had that I had that opportunity with this one because that fucking Kid Cudi album was just annoying and I hated it and I hated listening to it and I hope to never hear any of it again. But with this, <laughs> I actually want to sit down and take it in and maybe I will notice some of the flaws uh, that you had mentioned uh, in the review. But for the two or three plays uh, I listened through this album. I'd give it a four. Wow. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> now let's see. What's the difference? Ah. Uh, man. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no, no, please no. <laughs> Look, bruh. I wanted to like this. I did, man. There are beautiful moments, and if there had been any sense of cohesiveness, I have a fucking cohesiveness, just be able to give me one song that I can hang on to. Like I said, I don't remember any of the melodies for any of these songs. That is not a good thing. That is not a good thing at all. And for all the fucking other shit that comes on here that makes me have to dip it down even more, I... Two. Ooh. Maybe two and a half. Oh, I knew it. If, I fucking felt out, it in my bones. If you could cut out all of this shit, but I'm sorry, even the songs I did like, for every song I liked it, there was something that was just like, okay, well that, there's no song on here that sounds perfect. Mm. Maybe solo. Everything else is just like, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Everything has something that pulls it down, and that sucked because, and like I said, I, nothing was memorable, nothing, like, as an album, I could see listening to it and not paying any attention. Like I said, if you needed to go to sleep and you put on this album, yeah, it's great. But as a whole thing, it's just like, I don't need this. And all the people in the comments section who were like, oh my god, oh, Frank Ocean's got another hit. Oh man, this is going to be the album that sends the haters, uh, makes the haters weep. It makes the haters fucking sleep. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say it's anywhere near phenomenal, you know, but um, I, I enjoyed it. And um, five is normally reserved for what I buy this, but I'll definitely listen to this again. I, like, I could see listening to this literally when I'm about to go to sleep and no other time. This doesn't deliver in any way that I feel is, like I said, memorable or anything that I could come back to. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and, and maybe it's just for him and his fans, and I feel that, but I couldn't see this for... And like, like I said, if you're a fan of him and you're coming here listening to this and you're like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta hear what Rap Critic says before I go check out this album, I guess... Uh, then you'll enjoy it if you're a fan of his, his stuff and you follow him and everything like that. But if you're a casual person just trying to be like, I want to listen to some more music, unless you're trying to add this to your nighttime playlist, <laughs> there is literally nothing here for you except for the solo reprise. I was really surprised for how much I liked it, to, uh, to be honest. I, I really, going in, I was like, oh man, R&B, oh man, Frank Ocean. I only heard like one of his songs before and I didn't really care for it. Um, but yeah, I... Uh, I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. Um, I, I wouldn't say it's boring in my opinion. I, I just kind of got the impression that, that it was more kind of chill. I'm really pissed off. I think the reason why I'm pissed off is because it, like I said, it sounds good. It sounds like it should be doing something, but it, it, it never picks up that task, you know, mm. of really being something more. And I think that's what makes me more angry at a uh, at, at an album, you know, like Soldier Boy, he's always gonna fail. Like I get that, <laughs> but this sounds like it was going somewhere and didn't, and I think that's just frustrating to me. <laughs> it, it it could be mostly due to that it didn't get my one hundred percent, and maybe maybe the next listen through I will pick up on more. Like oh man, you know, but uh, for how I was taking it in, um, yeah, I didn't really notice that too much. But, uh, but like I said, I'll uh, definitely be revisiting it, so uh, maybe I'll, you know, give an update after I listen to this a few more times, and, you know, maybe it'll affect my score like fucking uh, Good Kid Mad City back in the day. <laughs> oh my god. 
this one lyric at the beginning he's just like yeah he has random parts where he's like he gets like randomly lyrical and he's like oh that's cool but then the rest of it is just like i'm just free forming like he has one idea and then he just never comes up with any other ones and like like he has his one lyric he's like i'm not him but i'll mean something to you i'll mean something to you and it's like oh man you're really feeling the intenseness of the moment then he goes like you got a roommate he'll hear what we do it's only awkward if you're fucking him too. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're, um. you're gonna end with that. You're gonna end with that. <laughs> you know. Well, that about wraps it up for this week's episode of the Going Off Podcast. Thank you very much for checking us out. If you are a new listener, all our old episodes are on SoundCloud, iTunes. And not all of them, but most of them are on YouTube, unfortunately. <laughs> Fucking copyright strikes. But SoundCloud and iTunes, those are the surefires. And you, you can uh, subscribe to us on iTunes so you never miss an episode. If you want to help us out financially with a little donation like like your boy did uh, this week with the Patreon request for the Frank Ocean album, we, we both got pages. We got patreon.com slash rapcritic and patreon.com slash muse. Uh, follow us on Facebook and, and uh, Twitter, our fucking socials. Find out what we're up to at the week. Find out what we're talking about, what we might be talking about on the show that week. And until next week's show, when we ultimately go off again, <laughs> I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic, telling you to, you know, write your congressman if you have, uh, you know, intense views about what's going on in your country. They legally have to open every single letter, so it couldn't hurt. <laughs>